Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists, Michael Damiani. Hello. Ian Hank. Hello. And my tracker tracking co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Yo. Been looking at a lot of trackers lately. Been trackers. You've been charting progress across fundraising elements and oh, tracking. Okay. Like, what is the reference? Ago. It took me a while. Ancient <laughs> history. Still tracking him, man. He's writing up trackers for our, our patrons to track all the stuff that we're getting done that we uh, got to do. Thanks, thanks to EZX. Distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. But before we do that, we must first answer for all of the mistakes that we made last week. Bloodworth, begin corrections music, please. Ian, you had, I don't even know when to start. That's going to be tough. There were a lot of bumps. Uh, Ian, you had, to, you had to give us corrections for two people. You did a pretty good job last week, remember? Okay. We had to fill in for Ben for part of that. Um, Floatador7, a couple of these are me. I remember your voice over ga- two game trailers April Fool's videos. One revealed that Alucard was Dracula backwards, and in another, waiting six hours in a room in Batman Arkham Asylum would boot up the NES version of Batman. Does that count as participating in an April Fool's joke? Both of those definitely happened. I completely forgot both of those, 100%. Damiani, that <laughs> Arkham Asylum feels like you. Was that like a pop fact we did or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I yeah. can't remember. Alucard Dracula backwards seems like Huber and Benj it laughing was, about it was something. A, I think it was a Ryan Stevens That sounds like thing. a Ryan thing, yeah. It was Ryan Stevens' April Fool's pop facts thing or whatever. So yeah. I didn't produce either of those videos. I probably did, you know, narration for them, so goes to show. So you won't originate an yeah. April Fool's joke, but you'll you'll be party to an April Fool's joke. <laughs> In those days, you throw a script my way, it doesn't stick. I'm not, I'm it. not yeah, I'm reading it, moving on. <laughs> uh, Max A uh, clarifies, Shotokan Karate is a real form of martial, ar- mar- martial arts, though poorly Martha represented in the, Martha, in the Street Fighter Martha. series. Despite often being called Shotos, Ryu, Ken, and other characters practice a form of martial arts that bears little resemblance to Shotokan. Makoto, introduced in Street Fighter III Third Strike, practices Rindokan, which is a fictional form of martial arts that closely resembles Shotokan Karate in real life. Basically, Shotokan Karate is real. It does not resemble what Street Fighter calls Shotokan. What mistake did we make? I said all of that verbatim last episode. I know. It's, yeah, I think it was specifically saying whether that was an art or a fart or a, art or a rat. Rat. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the correction is just on the, the, the entry in the game itself. Mm, okay. Five, okay. five million euro is actually just over $5.8 million, which is 431.4 million rupees. I didn't research or contest any of that. Guitar Hero Live was developed by Freestyle Games, now known as Ubisoft Leamington. Um, oh, I don't I think I, d- I d- didn't think that was harmonics, but I don't think we said either way specifically what that was. But I yeah, enjoyed I knew the clarification. That, yeah, it's, uh, freestyle are the ones that did DJ Hero. Hero. Yeah. And corrections, music, please. Whoa. Um, I needed to make more mistakes. I'm sorry. And uh, mm-hmm. that, was, that was that was solid. I just did, I didn't went two weeks in a row having no corrections would have felt weird. I would have had to uh, <laughs> move on, hang it hang it up. Uh, and an update to last week because mm. I felt a little bad bringing talking that much about golf. It was interesting though. There have been developments. All four major Masters tournaments will be exclusive to EA Sports PGA Tour. So 2K <gasps> with their you know their their first meeting that they have when uh, major Masters when Tiger's ready when Tiger's ready to meet and he meets with 2K Masters, and he's like yeah. he's like well first we got to have the well, major when Masters. we do the Masters and they're like we can't we well, can't do the Masters in our game. It's not I think the you Masters can compete is a in. tournament right. There are four there are Masters majors. tournaments. 
all four major Masters tournaments, all four of the oh, prominent so the P- Masters. So the British Open, PJ Tour, and uh, US Open are called Masters tournaments? I didn't know that. That's interesting. I, g- I guess so. You're you're spouting some some information that might throw this off. We might need an update next week. Thankfully, Dominic will still green be on. Green jacket, blue green, jacket. Yeah, who the gives jacket. a shit? Yeah. I don't have a I don't have a, a color Just jacket chart. Just watch Happy Gilmore. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that'll fill everything in for you. I want to start this Historic on the right note before we Masters tournament at Augusta, oh. Augusta National Golf Club. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's one of. We them. were out. Blood, blood <laughs> We drew you pulled us back in. More. We were out of the golf. Golf. Blood. Uh, the only video game where fans can compete at all four golf's major championships. Right. So the yeah. Masters tournament is one of those. One of the majors. Yeah. And then the PGA Championship, so the US majors. Open Championship, and yeah. the Open Championship. So you win all okay. four majors, you win the Grand Slam. I thought the majors were baseball. Major leagues. Grand uh, Slam meaning the discounted Denny's, right? You, isn't that like a yes. Ford plate? <laughs> yeah, moon over Miami. <laughs> Big League Chew. Let's talk about something happy, darn it. A silver lining for this week, other than golf. Golf's pretty great. But. <laughs> Who are you? Brendan Mercer wants to get. I've never said anything bad about golf in my life. I just don't really go Look, into those things. We all love golf. You know? golf we all love golf. I just don't push it on people. Brendan Mercer wants to give silver linings to Apple Arcade and their shadow drop of some games that are made by well-known developers. Mm-hmm. Club Hans Golf, known for the Everybody's Golf series, dropped a great mobile game of golf. Oh, uh, with a great mobile game of golf. Platinum Games released a game on the service called World of Demons, a Star Trek-style Galaxy of Heroes game, and the excellent JRPG Fantasian made by developer Mistwalker, who's fronted That's by... That's so much about Fantasian. I want to play. But... I want to play that, but I don't have any Apple crap. Plus 30 yeah. other games Shadow dropped on Friday, the day after April Fool's as well. All of these games are great surprises, really a blast to play. The best start of this is they have no microtransactions. $5 a month is a good bargain for those games, and I'm excited to get deeper into some of them. And the, I, I've seen a lot of write-ups just about mm-hmm. Apple Arcade and Game Pass. Specifically, those two things are just like, yay. Something. Yeah, future will, of gaming, bro. We will get into Game Pass a little bit later. But first, we had an announcement that's the best kind of announcement. Here's a game. Just play Just play the game. There you go. There's a game. Yeah. It's not going to cut. You can potentially get this game for free, depending on what service that you have. And it is out now this week. Pac-Man 99 was announced. It launched on, launched on April 7th at 6 p.m. It's the third Pac-Man Battle Royale. Do you know the other Battle Royales? There was one that was um, in the arcades in 2011. Do you know what that was called, Ian Hank? No, Whoa. I said the name of the second one, but now I don't remember who it was. Arcades, 2011. Who's going to guess it? It's a bold title. <laughs> Pac-Man, Pac-Man 3. Arcade. Pac-Man Versus. Pac-Man no. Championship Edition? No. What, what, what the heck would you call a Pac-Man Battle Royale? <laughs> Pac-Man Battle Royale. There you go. Arcade Arcades 2011. Oh. <laughs> Mega Tunnel okay. Battle came to Stadia in 2020. Wait, that, that was, was exclusive. Yeah. Um, um, but it's coming name? to other platforms too. Off the, yes. I was thinking about like, is there something we could do to have like a party when like a game finally comes to other platforms and it's been exclusive? It's like, yay! You know, like you finally, you're free. You know? Like they do. It's like picking up George Clooney at the you know at the jail in Ocean's Eleven, where he's just like, I made it out. He's wearing a t- like yeah. Mega Tunnel Battles wearing a tux and it hasn't shaved. It's just like, can I please? Uh. PlayStation consoles, can I please? Um, you eat a power pellet to turn ghosts blue and make them vulnerable. Eat them to send Jammer Pac-Man to your opponents. The more ghosts you eat, the more jammers you'll send. You can eat a ghost train for a huge comeback. Pac-Man ninety nine. I picture the jammers singing, we're jammers, 
<laughs> we're jammers, you know, like we jamming. Mm-hmm. I think that would be funny. Do you, you, you want that to happen? You don't actually picture that they're I want, going to do that? Well, I've played the game, so I know they don't, but <laughs> I want them to do How's that. How's gaming? DLC. Pac-Man 99? It was cool, yeah. It was confusing, because I downloaded the free version, which I thought was just the version. I thought all the DLCs were um, <clears throat> just cosmetic, like new um, level designs or whatever. But no, I guess you have to pay to get the like practice mode against 99 computer opponents and all that stuff. But the only pay option I saw was for the bundle for $25 and then like a whole bunch of like skins. Hmm. So it was kind of confusing in the store. I was like, what? which ones? Yeah, that's weird. How do I just unlock this game? I didn't look into it too hard. Um, yeah, I, I know that the thing that caught my eye was the private matches against friends. Which then I'm not sure exactly how that works. Is like, do you get like all your friends and then it adds in 80 more people, or, oh. um, or do you just literally play against however many friends will show up to your invite? And do they oh, all yeah. have to have the play against friends DLC? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Because mm. if you know, you're gonna have a hard time convincing 99 people to to buy that. We could we could easily get 99. <laughs> viewers on Twitch to play sure. Pac-Man 99 with us. But we'd have to inv- add them all as friends and then invite them all. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that. Maybe. We have a separate stream just to do that. Unless there's like a lobby code. I don't know. We have to check. Yeah, we have to hopefully. investigate. I'll look right now. How's that sound? Yeah, some Nintendo Online will really bog, your, bog you down if you have that many friends. you got to be careful how many yeah. friends you have. Uh, I think yeah, there's just a weird that. bug with the they Monster Hunter that. beta. Oh. Yeah, the Monster Hunter demo, they fixed it, though, allegedly. The custom themes you can buy are based on Xevious, Galaga, Dig Dug, and more. Uh, they do they do more than change the graphics. Check out the sounds too. <laughs> <laughs> Those sounds. Very uh, okay, so I clicked I clicked on the private match thing, and it took me to the store. The first option is the twenty nine ninety nine deluxe pack. The second is fourteen ninety nine mode unlock. Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that is overpriced. Yeah. 50 bucks for a mode. There you go. Yep. I'm clicking mode unlock to see what modes it unlocks. Continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Damiani, is this on your radar? Uh, yeah. The announcement happened. It seemed like a pretty cool addition. Although the revelation of these hurdles, though, seemed to make it a little bit more difficult to get into than I first thought it would be. I think because there's similar things that are with Tetris as well. It's just they rolled out slower, so they're not as gotcha. Well and it known. was yeah. It was if memory serves for Tetris, it was nine ninety nine. If memory serves. Uh, yeah, I think that was to play offline and stuff. Oh, yeah. for access. Yeah, to that I think stuff? you could. I think you could just you, play it, but then to get, there was the free yeah. version, but yeah, then to get the like training mode and the offline stuff was nine ninety nine. I think. Charging you for modes. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's gonna so be the this, standard. This lists CPU battle mode, password match, score attack mode, blind time attack mode, eight Pac-Man arrangements, and custom themes for the fourteen ninety nine. What do you get for the thirty dollar? Password match. I wonder if that's what they mean by the private lobby. It still seems it must like be. a lot of money for just that stuff. That seems like a lot of money for just that. Like the, the bundle, bucks. the bundle, the thirty dollar bundle con- contains the fifteen dollar mode unlock, and then it's just a bunch of themes. Yeah. Like so you just buy the themes, themes individually for however yeah. much each. Dollar ninety nine, I think each. Does Pac Man so have the draw to command a price tag 
Is it is it the con? Is it the modes or is it Pac-Man? Are there other franchises that could potentially have the same price tag and the same modes? I mean, I want, a, I want a 99 everything under the, under the sun if we can. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I think yeah. I yeah. think the game itself being a free to play game, like that's what the main draw is going to be. I I I really don't think there's going to be that many people that are going to get invested enough to to buy into these other modes or even care, especially you know if it is a pain in the butt to get a private lobby together. Um, but if we'll it's have to password see. match, that's easier. Like you, I yeah. just tell you all the password and then it goes. And that's what they've been doing more lately. But I mean, I will say, price setting a price point is tough. I was talking to Jason about that with like games, and you never really know because like, if this were nine ninety nine, I would have bought it right now. But fourteen ninety nine, I'm like, nah. <laughs> you know. And, like, I'm probably not going to play this game very much. <laughs> so it's like, I think they might have been screwing themselves out of more money, you know, out of volume. But, I mean, if I just want to play online against randoms, it's free, though, right? It's free. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's... Well, included with the subscription, but yeah. I mean, yeah, right, right, but, like, right. I don't you have to pay anything online. extra. I think that's fine, honestly. Yeah. But I do agree the the, the fourteen ninety nine price point for what it's offering is too high. Maybe they'll lower it. They're just maybe yeah. just trying to catch a bunch of people early with that. Maybe it'll go on sale. Yeah. Or they'll break it up more, maybe. I don't know. It comes with some custom themes, but it doesn't specify well, which. <laughs> it's Yeah, well, it comes with what you said, some of the classic Namco arcade games. But I thought it also mentioned some pinball stuff as well. Those are That, that comes with the big bundle, the $30. Yeah, I wonder if they'll get some like pinball enthusiasts with that, like being able to see their... Your classic tables recreated again. Let's ask Don. Yeah. <laughs> Pac-Man's but, tough. Yeah, I want to I check it out. I didn't get to it yet. I don't know where all your Tetris skills are at, but Pac-Man's tough. Pac-Man's a hard game. <laughs> well, and different versions of Pac-Man have different, like, um, they're, they're, like, differently strict on preloading your moves. This one seems to be kind of in the middle, mm. where you have to, like, pre, kind of, like, click a little earlier than you think you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was noticing that it felt like input lag, but that's just how some versions of Pac-Man... Like, Pac-Man 256 wow. is way less than that. It's more forgiving. Whereas Championship Edition or some of the other ones, um, you had to preload a little more, like the older arcades. Uh, so it's tricky. But, yeah. Hmm. Well, I want more money, darn it. What else are we 9 <laughs> yeah, I mean, names. it seems obvious, but maybe besides maybe just asking for what you want, is this just what Nintendo's going to keep doing? It's just like going this route for every single offering because I can see some people kind of getting tired of that. Well, saying, the one hey. I saw, the one I saw on Twitter, and I apologize, I don't remember who had said this, but uh, it was WarioWare ninety nine. Which seems oh, really right. that seems like okay. it would be pretty wild. That or, that or, <laughs> or like Rhythm Mario Heaven. Party ninety yeah. nine, like Rhythm Heaven ninety nine. Yeah, that, that would be a little crazy. Um, Doctor Mario potentially. Oh yeah, that could. We happen. got the mobile game of that mm-hmm. recently too. Something so. like uh, Centipede, maybe. Yeah, um, did certain projects waver between Bomberman? The, do we the have mobile Bomberman offering and the ninety nine? No, offering? we do have the Bomberman had a Stadia game as well, but we haven't had a Bomberman. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be Mario chaotic. Kart, like Mario Kart '99, <laughs> would be pretty yeah. dope. Like, yeah, but this... it's like the Super Mario, like uh, SNES version. Yes. you know? so you'd have yeah. like '99 actual I want cars. 99 and yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's what's It'd tricky. Be awesome. <laughs> you need <laughs> something that basically works as a, essentially a score attack. 
It's right, where, like right. you're doing your own thing without other people on your screen. It could be based on times or something. How about a F zero ninety nine blood? What, what, what would sure you throw at other players? Yeah, what do you yeah. throw at other players? Like, what would be? Oh, the exploding cars! You just had a bunch of exploding cars. <laughs> yeah, the other players. Oh, you don't, yeah, you don't blow up, but there's always the you other, have mines, the cheap yeah. beat up cars that you got to dodge. You know, yeah. and slam them into other people. <laughs> I wonder if you could do like a Zelda, you know, like the dungeon maker in um, Link Link's Awakening, like a bunch of a bunch of weird puzzle levels like that, but like a Zelda. Top down Zelda ninety nine um, kind of thing. Oh yeah, bust a move would be good. Hmm. That's oh, that's like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Almost identical to Tetris. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of like how you would affect negatively affect what would happen. You just fill that screen up. Puyo Puyo ninety nine could happen too. Yeah. Or Puyo Puyo Tetris ninety nine would be sick. Do you <laughs> do you think this would get to a point of saturation to like anger people? If free game on a service that they're paying for. They're, I mean, they're doing like one a year right now, so. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it. It'll probably Plus, take a for twenty while. bucks a year, like they just need more stuff on there. Yeah, like the more stuff, the better. I think the complaint, yeah, is more about what Ian said. They they need more stuff. It's not that this will get tired. It's just they need better offerings on top of this. Shout out to Friend Code, which had a recent episode about owning Nintendo and making decisions on behalf of Nintendo. If I was owning Nintendo, I would do 99 of these 99 games. I there you just, go. <laughs> that was one of the comments. Like, we needed more brand manager in that episode. Yes. So here you go. <laughs> 99 of them is... That's cute. Again. That's cute. Because it's just... Yeah. Just come at me whenever the downloads, like, seriously tank. It's just like, I, this one, no one wanted to check out. Like, Smurfs 99. Like, no. You're done. I'm like, okay. The Lost Vikings Lemmings 99. might be interesting. Lemmings huh? 99. Oh, oh Lemmings would be cool. You could actually have more than 99 lemmings. I can't remember what the the limit was originally. Sure, but it's 99 players, so. Yeah. Just spitball. I don't know what that would look like on your screen. Just spitball here, okay? Picross 99 could be wild. How would that work? Minesweeper? (laughs) Yeah. You, like, add mines to people's (laughs) drawings. It's game on. For E3, the Entertainment Software Association, ESA, officially unveils plans for a reimagined all-virtual E3 2021 that will engage video game fans everywhere. With early commitments from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers, Games, Coke Media, and more to come, E3 2021 will take place June 12th through June 15th. Developers will be showcasing their latest news and games directly to fans around the world. The ESA will be working with media partners globally to help amplify and make this content available to everyone for free. E3 2021. Early commitments it's back, is baby. really funny. It's back. Early commitments is really funny to me because it it kind of implies to me that, that it's just like they shook down someone from Sony outside of like a <laughs> Dave and Buster's and they were just like, hey, 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 can you will you be at E3? And they're like, yeah, get away. Yeah, whatever. Fine. No, like Except early Sony's commitment. not on that list. Sony but is yeah. well, right. sure not on that Who list. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's just funny to me because they, they used, the, when you reread that, Brandon, the, the word that stuck out on me is like they said they're unveiling plans. And like, you haven't actually. You've right. unveiled that you have plans and you've unveiled <laughs> dates. Yeah, right. We have not a clue what these plans are other than uh, these people are going to be there. <laughs> Stanley yeah. Pierre-Louis, ESA president, came out and said, For more than two decades, E3 has been the premier venue to showcase the best that the video game industry has to offer while reuniting the world through games. 
We're reuniting the world, blood. We are evolving this year's E3 into a more inclusive event, but we will still look to excite fans with major reveals and insider opportunities that make it the indispensable center stage for video games. Are you pumped, Damiani? Except last year it was dispensable. I, I want it to be. But reading that report, so obviously they already dismissed the pay stuff. Like that, that story about it mm-hmm. being paid is not happening. Which we touched on last but week. But yeah. the other part of it, I think, is might still be happening. Is that E3 is getting the leftovers? That all these major publishers are planning to do. Their, we already know Square Enix is doing a summer event, and sources mm-hmm. already like insiders already said it's going to be their big Japanese event. Sixteen is going to be their stuff. Obviously, that stuff can show up at multiple events. Like, we're used to that at E3. Right. Each press conference, like, Sony gets this trailer, Microsoft gets this trailer. It could be that again, but well, I'm a little... The same trailer again. That, yeah, I'm <laughs> <Right>. wary that... <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. I'm wary that, like, the B-tier stuff is going to be relegated to E3, and that, especially Nintendo, especially uh, Square Enix, maybe not Microsoft, maybe Microsoft goes a little bit more on, on this, but I could see a bunch of publishers just doing their own thing still, for their biggest reveals and their biggest deep dives. It is it is funny because like for Nintendo, they've been doing a direct for so long and without a physical presence on the floor like to an extent like what's the difference to them on their end between just putting the direct up not during E3 or during E3 like well, they're they're usually a one on of the, the headliners. Floor. They haven't had a live they press had, conference yeah. in a theater. No, I'm saying yeah. there's no floor so like Right. To them, this, last year and this year, like there's no difference. Even Treehouse, they could easily do. You know, they this could just do yeah, Treehouse they, they from did wherever. Treehouse last year in some mm-hmm. forms too. Right, and but it's like, I, for them, I don't think the timing would really impact them much because they're one of the big boys and their announcements are going to get heard no matter what. So it's kind of funny. Like, I guess is it better for Microsoft and everyone to group them up or not group them up? Because like otherwise. They don't really. It doesn't really matter to right. them. I think. I mean, that's really. I mean, essentially, all this is is just getting everyone to agree to schedule their stuff in the same four right. days. You know, that's right. that's all it comes down to. E three is you know doing some marketing um, to right. to push it out there, but otherwise, it's just to to keep things within a week rather than get spread out through the summer like last year. Um, so that's why it's weird to me to think of. You know, if people have like behind the scenes saying like, oh, we might have, you know, some of our bigger reveals somewhere else, then that makes me think that they're essentially saying like, well, Keeley already signed us up for something. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. He was smart to get the contracts inked pre like February so that well, they wouldn't have any recourse. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the other thing is even the like showing off controlled gameplay how they want is another thing or is I think having everything in a short week is part of the thing of E3 but I think they also want these days of like streams of demos being happening and if they're done at a house you know there's less control of the environment for them even if it's like oh we rented a nice great space in like LA that you can actually use and stuff it's got a great setup and everything but something could still go wrong so I think for some of the bigger games, people don't want to chance it. They're just like, no, we're, we're doing it at our own offices. We're, we have our own setup. We're just doing it here. We'll give you, we'll, we can give something to E3 for that week, but we'll, you know, I, I don't expect these other things to be too far away from E3, 
they'll probably either be right before or right after, like Square Enix's thing and whatever yeah. everyone else well, is I doing. Well, I think Keeley even yeah. said that like he's trying to keep everything contained to June, right? Like for his stuff too. Yeah, yeah, the so, stuff that he's associated with. Yeah, June. I feel like we get June. Yeah, I'm just glad we got the confirmation that Nintendo's doing something with them because it probably means a direct is happening in June. Yeah. Because otherwise, who knows when the heck? Because Nintendo would do their next thing. They could have like, they they have games through July. They through Skyward Sword HD like with hard dates. It's like they could have just waited till August. And like, hey, we don't have to say anything till August. So this is kind of a nice, nice that someone's gonna be able to like pin them down. And say you're showing something. This well, time. then Nintendo's yeah. on this list. Sony's not. If you're Sony, do you care? Do you bail? I, like that I even think, that month, like not even do a state of play. I, I mean, I'm, Sony's not going to be eighty three. I'm not expecting that. But just like in June, do you do anything? <laughs> if they uh, have, I stuff. think they might. Because yeah. they they've been doing state of plays like what quarterly? So yeah, every yeah three months or so. So I, I would expect yeah May or June. There's probably going to be a state of play, whether the they question, associate that with E three or not. The question is like, do is it smarter to do it before? E3 or after for them? Cause uh, before, I think. You think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kick off because it's the summer too. It's a season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. summer 2021 uh, starts right now. You don't want to be forgotten, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. The I just, other big announcements. I just think with those, you just don't forget that stuff. I think even like, at the end of E3, yeah. like we don't. Whoever was that first press cons was never was never like, oh, they got it. You know, they were right. That's gonna set the tone. If it's like if it's a bad show, it's a bad show. We're not gonna get yeah, it. Yeah. And if it's, you know, crazy like Plus you get, God of War I getting announced, get, like uh, doesn't matter if that's morning or night or what day, whatever. You get fatigued. Mm-hmm. Like certainly last year we were getting fatigued with all the spread out different shows. And I think the consumer does too. And E three, like I was going to say, like E3 needs to do the demo thing for for consumers, like to play demos. But Summer Games Fest kind of already did that, like. <laughs> yeah. So that that's got that unlocked too, you know. It's well, kind of plus I think at this point Steam has seen the benefit of yeah. doing those on a regular basis anyway. So even if nobody pushed them to do it, they probably would still do They'd some do big anyway. summer demo blowout. For sure. Yeah, I just don't see those big demos from some of those publishers happening until it returns back to in person either like the the appeal of e3 i think their their biggest strength that they'll have to leverage is getting a bunch of consumers and press enthusiasts to come down and play the biggest games in a controlled environment which even with the advancements we've seen you know in the pandemic of how people are letting you play demos online I just don't see Square Enix ever letting you play Final Fantasy 16 over Parsec. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. never right. that's never happening. You're you're gonna have to play it in person at their at their thing. So I am uh, curious how much of that might happen though. Like, will anybody? Will Ubisoft or anybody actually put some kind of demo out on like PlayStation Store or on Xbox Game Cloud or something that's not really downloaded? You're just you know playing the game over a stream. Well, it's tricky, yeah, because you don't want to let too many people download it because that's just asking to get data mined. Right. And, like, to combat that, you have to spend a bunch of resources to make your vertical slice, like, completely independent of everything else, and it's just, like, too much work. Yeah, which is why I think... Because that announcement also said they're returning in 2022 to in-person E3. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the bigger news, is that, that they have intentions to try and do another in-person E3 because there were questions lingering about how are they doing after the the fallout before COVID oh. with the leaks. 
You know, yeah. how, how have they been doing with, like, no E3 last year? How are they doing with only an online version this year? And, like, they're not going to be getting as much money. Are, is the ASA going to be able to handle doing this anymore? I think those would be the questions going forward is that they could say another E3 is happening next year, but will, will they actually make it to next year? And will something else yeah. potentially replace it? I'll say that uh, I, I, miss, I miss it. I miss I miss conventions oh. now. Mm. Like it's Yay. been it'll, it'll have it'll have been two years, you know. Yay. I was definitely like, I I always enjoyed them, you know. But I was I was like, fine not going to the odd GDC or PAX or whatever sometimes. But now I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm ready, you know. I'm ready to go back. Yeah, I just hope that E3 figures out its identity crisis because you know the the whole thing about the show floor being both a business event and a public event, you know, it clearly has not been working. Um, and so how do, how do they approach that? How do they take this time off to really rethink what they've been doing? Um, and can they make that something that feels viable for everybody in the future? You know, because that's why Sony's out. Sony's just like, pick a side, because doing both, it's not, it's not helping us. So we're, we're just going to do our own thing. Yeah. Blood, search your gut down your feelings what do you do you think they're <laughs> they're they're really working on that right now do you think they're solving that I've, problem <laughs> uh yeah I've, I've seen things that you know they are rethinking some things but sure. i don't know to how, what level right you know yeah. like are they just going to make it you know less of a headache for press but then do the same thing or are they going to go backwards yeah. or are they going to do like a separate you know press week and a public week i don't know man yeah it's so weird Definitely. It is weird because it's like there are what five packs or something like at a least lot four. Of packs there's the pa- there's yeah. acoustic packs which I think is like the the four point five or the fifth. right un- right unplugged one over. But, but see, like, packs is always designed to be public. You know, that, like that's my point. Yeah. That's my point is like there are numerous events designed to be public. Yeah, and E three, you know, ha- has been vacillating over the history of its existence, and it's just like. What yeah? What are you trying to? What do you? Well, what do you want? They're, it's what, because what they to? have two other events, but I mean, how important they they are now. Um, Tokyo Game Show and and Gamescom do walk that line of doing the yeah. the public. Gamescom does it great. Yeah, yeah. I think they it's really just do. it's just like now people argue, you know, how what's the relevance of TGS anymore on a global scale? Is it really even that relevant? So like, should you even be looking at that show for a far? But and. You know, Gamescom, as you said, I think it's run very well from the the one time I went to it, and, and just hearing all the stories in the in the years since, it seems like it's, one of the it's best. It's probably run. the best yeah. best show, yeah. <laughs> and it's like ESA, what are you doing? If you really want to walk this fine line, just simply emulate Gamescom. But just, yeah. I just don't Gamescom have Gamescom is a convention center the size of like four E three stuff, so it <laughs> makes that a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, but but, but still, like, just do the do the press day or yeah, two, yeah, and then do the public days. Like, it doesn't even seem like that hard. And like, Gamescom is awesome because when we were there, we would get most of our work done the first day, and then we could actually just enjoy things the the next couple of days. I mean, we were still working, but you know, it was a little less crazy. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's just yeah. Every time an ESA leak happens about we're going to do an influencer thing like that, that, that disaster from last year that got like yeah. leaked. It's nothing that has come out has really inspired confidence. Even before this, 
they were mulling over the the paywall not for demos which i thought was like oh, okay i can see it right. no wait it's for watching the, the press conferences yeah, it's like PayPal. you're gonna pay to oh, watch ads it's like oh it's like ufc man this i was like the ufc I, of video i was like i don't think the uh, yeah Damiani, I don't think, I think I trust that. I think consumer confidence is low in the ESA, but at the same time, I don't think it's like a make or break level in 2021 in terms of getting people hyped for 2022 because they can just write it off. I mean, it's not this easy, but they can just say, like, it was a weird year. You know, it was a weird E3. Like, I have zero expectations for some weird digital E3. I'll just be like, okay, I'm just going to hang on for cool announcements, but I don't, like, need this to be anything. Whereas, like, if they're planning on getting us back all together, then it's like, okay, then that's everything Blood is but, talking but about. Jones, it's like, like are you going to learn any of these lessons? Are you really going to apply yourself to make it an interesting show for everybody? That, that's my worry, because 2022, like, post-2020 and 2021, like, just the shit fest of these two years, like, a, a C minus is going to feel like an A plus, you know, yeah, like hopefully. just, I mean, just, yeah, I'm sure they're just hoping, being yeah. out there and doing something is going to be amazing. Like it's going to be like hot girl summer forever. And like, I, I worry that the ESA will not learn the lessons that it's like, no dudes, like you were screwing this up for a few years before the pandemic too. Like, yeah, you got to right. address the problems because 2023, 2024 is just going to go back to what it was. Well, another thing, uh, bringing up influencers and stuff, I mean, that definitely changes the landscape too in terms of like what, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, press and coverage and all that come down to. And, and in a way, like if they could focus in on press and influencers more and not worry so much about the public, like imagine if rather than having that tiny Twitch booth, they had like a huge section of the show floor that, you know, you could essentially, you know, just go to a station as a streamer and, you know, companies would just, you know, essentially load up demos at your mm -hmm. station and you would stream from E3 all day. That's you know? cool. Um, but, you know, Twitch and E3 would have to coordinate something like that. It'd be only be too nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, because paying for internet at E3 is like $30,000. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're funding the bill. But I remember, Jones, you they had you uh, log in at uh, the Lego, that Lego game. That was bizarre. I thought it was like on yeah. a stage or something. And they just like took me into this back corner. And they were like, all right, go nuts. And they like turned the camera on. I was like, oh, hi, everyone, I think. <laughs> I guess I'm streaming <laughs> from my channel. Like. What's going on? They were like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they took me to some <laughs> dark room. <laughs> yeah. And I got to play. That was where villains. Are you streaming, Jones? That was DC Not villains. Twitch. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Crazy. Another, uh, another great Lego game. I never had the time to fully play. I, you, you, also, you do say, though, that like just being out there and the, the people would just receive it because like they're starving for some more normalcy from this. Uh, I, I'm just curious about the different... Dyna dynamics going on right now in terms of I, I obviously don't know anything but Keeley didn't seem intent on playing ball with E3 again it seems like Keeley felt a little bit burnt sure. by the ESA but like the political dynamics of that I'm not sure how those iron out in terms of come next year would someone like Keeley try and because hey conve conventions are back on the menu does Keeley try and do a convention and does that if he has all the clout, you know, will publishers rally behind Keeley? Yeah. And would that make like would he, did the ESA take too long? I, I I don't know. Like I don't I don't take it for granted that the ESA can just wait till next year and just run E three and like nothing's gonna happen no matter what because everyone's you know on the sideline right now. We'll be back next year. What if someone comes out and steals your thunder? Like we're doing our own event and we got Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo on board. 
good luck with that ESA. You know, Sony doesn't ever want to work with you, I guess. So if you don't well, make I up think your about, mind. I think about PSX and how successful and, like, filled in. Like, there were a lot of attendees. I, I definitely imagine that Keeley, if he didn't do one in the summer, could very easily do a Game Awards con in December, mm-hmm. too. Like, fill in the, the gap of PSX and do that kind of quarter, too, either way. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There, there are so many angles that could be played here that I don't like, need to get into them. I mean, it, there's a lot of opportunity there, I think, to do something bigger than E3 ever was, especially if you have a vision for it. Um, and, and it does seem like there is this mythical goldmine of if we could just tap into that consumers without angering journalists, influencers, and media and industry people with the way we run it, if we could just have this well-run thing that everyone's happy, man, it's explosive. It's, it's like how big like Comic-Con guys, how we're talking about Gamescom. It's like basically yeah, Gamescom you want... Gamescom is hundreds you, of thousands of people, yeah. You want yeah, the efficiency of Gamescom, but like the world reach of like a, a San Diego Comic-Con. If you can get both those together, it's like, wow. And I, I think someone might figure out how to get to that before E3. I mean, E3 used to be that, but in the last few years, it's definitely been struggling to maintain that reputation i think keely can adjust pretty fast i imagine uh there's a lot of executives out there that don't even know what the name of keely's show is that they're going to be on they're just like oh we're doing keely next year you know and it's yeah. like oh he's doing a summer game fest i don't care what are we doing with keely just like uh we're this thing <laughs> like they're just not why well, care you know it's like if these events are coming up they're going to start talking to keely about whatever he's doing and then if he decides like oh yeah i'll come back on e3 we'll call it all access i'll work with youtube i'll work with defy or viacom or whatever you know he's just always going to bounce around um to where he can keely, get the most like, exposure keely does what the esa has not shown that they do at least not as well and keely obviously is not perfect but like he learns he learns and adapts uh like from his mistakes sure from like the first game awards was a little cheesy and like the the next one was better and the next one was better in my opinion Mm. and like yeah the esa just kind of keeps they they take for granted their position in the in the whole industry glad i cut this podcast i'm gonna take that keely's not perfect right out yoink uh (laughs) (laughs) see ya uh what uh what's bethesda gonna do is there going to be like a Bethesda chunk in the Xbox press conference? Because no yeah. Bethesda press conference anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's over. Gonna, that's Hopefully all that we've seen the last Man, one. Is, yeah, their conference is going to be like two and a half hours. But do you, hour do you have marathon. Do you have the Bethesda montage and then you bring the Bethesda guys out, or do you just no? They're just you sprinkle it out. They're just it's, we don't want you thinking Bethesda anymore. We want you thinking Xbox. Or do they I have actually think it will be like, to what? their advantage to spread it out because then it you know be a little you know less predictable. You could surprise right. people. Easier that way. Um, Yeah, it's interesting because Bethesda in a lot of ways is operating still independently at this point um, in terms of like how they kind of run run their business and stuff. But I I think I'm sure that they will probably be relieved to just collaborate on a press conference rather than try to fill out their own. Um, I imagine they'll still do like QuakeCon and stuff though, because they, you know, absorb that from ID. Uh, but yeah, I think E3, they'll they'll be in in the boat with with Microsoft. MLB the show is on Game Pass. 
<laughs> this kind of <laughs> happened like right when the last week's podcast was done. This was something that like, everyone was talking about on Friday, and that's when we published the podcast. You know, this were you know wasn't something that we were talking about on Thursday evening last week. I feel bad that we missed it. I do want to get to it because it is hilarious. Uh, the MLB The Show 21 is coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one, will be available on April 20th for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, as well as on Android phones and tablets via Xbox Cloud Gaming, the beta for Ultimate members. Both MLB The Show 21 Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S standard editions will be included with the Xbox Game Pass, so members will be able to play the best version of the game regardless of which console they're on. And with cross-platform play and progress, you can play against others online and earn and use content across the platform and generation you choose. I've noticed and I respect and enjoy a sort of gentle kindness from Phil Spencer. Some, so there's some attempt at kind of a Mr. Rogers kind of vibe where he's just like, hey... This is there's no war going on. There's no console war. We're all just hanging out. You know, he tweets out when Sony has a big launch and Nintendo, hey, congrats, everybody. You know, and he's just 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 warm friend <laughs> Spencer. This is shots fired. Like to you know, like not just let's have MLB the show. What how fantastic we get to have it on Xbox consoles. It is on Game Pass right now. That's friendship, crazy. Friendship is over. That's all <laughs> it's still friendly, yeah. but still it's like <laughs> That MLB negotiator, man, they just like twist the knife on Sony. Uh, but it's interesting because I'm sure in some indirect way, like Sony's just gonna make a bunch of money off a of Game Pass. You know? Sure. So yeah. No. I mean, this is not yeah. uh, this is not turning the tide. It's just a behavior. Yeah. It's just an attitude. It's just a. It's, a little, it's not scandalous. It's, I wish it was, but it's. Uh, it is. It is a sign of the times. It's, yeah. it's very interesting it, that like all these Sony exclusives were going to PC, and then now here's this thing that we always just traditionally knew, um, you know, coming out, and a lot of people are going to enjoy it. It's probably going to run really well. Um, yeah. What's interesting about the MLB thing, right, is that it's not like EA with Madden. It's it, like other people could make an MLB game, as far as I know. It's just Sony's done it better, so. MLB is like, hey, <laughs> put this on other things because everyone's buying this and not the other games that we're licensing. So it is interesting. I mean, it's the most business savvy thing to do. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, it is your Sony made this game and they're still getting money from it, but at the same time, we're using this to further Game Pass. You know, this is great. You know, it, it like I think it's the best way to take that stance is like this is for the good of everybody. Everyone wins from this situation. Maybe. Maybe Sony doesn't get all the money, so they are a slight loser in that situation. But who's who's to say, like, maybe the game gets more exposure. Maybe more people are interested in it. Maybe it just means more revenue in general. So, I don't know. I I think that that's the smart thing. I think Phil Spencer and the team over there see that. It's like, this is how we approach this. Because if everyone's doing well, we all share in the profits here. This is a very good thing, you know. Right. but, But it's like... I think they're just waiting for that moment. Maybe, like the opportunity was presented, like, "Hey, maybe you guys can have it exclusively." Like some other studio that we think can make this game, and like you own them, and like, how would you like to have MLB? Like they would snatch on that in a, in a heartbeat. They'd be like, "Yeah, absolutely, come on over." Now it is exclusive to Game Pass. I think they want to say that phrase the most: exclusive on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> so the the weird thing is that. MLB the show is a Sony game. Like they made it. Sony right. San Diego makes it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you're totally right. I mean, everything's a loss leader. Like, I mean, we hear things about them selling consoles at a loss, right? And it's just so they could sell software and stuff. And games like this are like, 
the more players, the more DLC and stuff they're selling. So, yeah, it's just like a subscription thing. It's like, we just want more, as many people as possible. Maybe this will lead to future reviews of this game doing lots of views in the viewership <laughs> count. Oh, okay, let's not get into our, our personal stars hey, good as professional everybody. reviewers, okay? <laughs> I'm, damn, I'm damn proud of each and every one of those MLB The Show reviews. I don't care about viewership. Uh, what is this, a contest? Worse, you wanna, if, if I don't get reviews, if I don't get views on my review, am I supposed to feel bad? Damiani, yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, like, <laughs> Should I not be we proud of my work? Reviews, but... More views wouldn't hurt. So it's like, this leads to more views down the road, man. It's a win for everybody. (laughs) What do you say the committed committed Xbox consumer that is just like, hey, I don't even like baseball, but I just got to stick it to Sony. You know, it feels good. (laughs) They don't even know the rules of baseball. They're just queuing it out, you know. But that's the thing, though. These Halo fans that are like... Like, MLB The Show, in a way, is like a perfect game to put on Game Pass because... You know, you might play the more casual mode with your friends, just do like a home run contest or something, not be into like all the mm-hmm. keeping up with the season and everything else, but you don't want to pay 60 or $70 for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, oh, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play that with you. You know, I'll, I'll do that for a night or two. You know, yeah. if you want to play baseball with me, sure. Like, it makes a heck of a lot of sense to be on Game Pass. It, uh, it basically allows them to go free to play without going free to play. Right. <laughs> like,. What I am curious about, and I, I don't know, maybe there's some like contractual restrictions and stuff, but like on a competitive like system level, like how much insight does this give Sony on like the Xbox like back end development mm-hmm. side of things? Oh, you know, it's like a spy. Sony like is sitting the there like night. developing a game for yeah, the tr- Xbox. The Trojan horse, you know. To Are they learning like, yeah, secrets out of books. on how that system works? <laughs> oh, you're right, blood. Oh man, blood. This is why you are the real CEO of baseball fans. <laughs> you're being played. You're being used. Nobody gets to play it this year. We don't, no one's gonna know those secret secret numbers. Uh, and Sony's not. Sony's uh, bringing uh, you know some guns. I wouldn't necessarily call them the big guns, but Oddworld Soulstorm, which is also a, a seasonal thing. This game is out now. Uh, mm. Zombie Ga- Army Four and Days Gone are the PS Plus games this month. That's a pretty good month on on hmm. PS Plus. Hey, I should add those to my whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Days Gone. Uh, Days Gone is already on about the that performance collection for PS Five. I think right. I believe so. I, I do believe so. But PS Four owners can yeah. get it now too. That's good. Very and generous. Zombie Army Four, as we spoke of and tested on our group stream mm-hmm. as a solid seven we swam in it those waters were warm uh and we'll get we'll, we'll get to the performance of odd world soulstorm later on in this podcast how well that's doing at least on a review front okay. um ebo show said on patreon xbox game studios hasn't published a brand new game not counting ports since tell me why in august of last year since 2018 we've been talking about xbox acquisitions and now we're in 2021 do you think that we've seen these acquisitions pay off i mean no no, they're not. not yet. Too early. Yeah. People are happy about Xbox, but well, they're not. They're the not Bethesda making that stuff mint. on Game Pass is a pretty good payoff. Yeah, that's but that's right. a also lot a big of payday. Games. I don't know if they necessarily made all those bills back, but. Um, but also, COVID see. slowed everything down too. I'm sure. Like we would have seen more games from these studios, I think. By yeah, now, maybe we would have gone D3. We would have seen Halo, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say? And now, a word from our sponsors. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum, minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt, 
Upstart can help you get ahead. Are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? You are not the only one. High interest rates make it hard to pay off your debt, but Upstart can help. Join the thousands of happy borrowers who made that final payment. Do you dread looking at your credit card statement every month? We don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off your shoulders so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five minute online rate check, you can see how your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash easyallies. That's upstart.com slash easyallies. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you, and that would feel lovely if we can help you financially. Uh, in 2020 or 2021, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Some very serious talk here in this loan application ad that I'm very happy that I think I did mostly well, especially that last line. It's like, oh man. It's one of those really serious lines I need to say. Whew. Didn't mess it up. A lot of numbers. You did great. Yeah. Go to upstart.com slash easy allies. We all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. Talk about saving cash. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds in your cart. And I want to emphasize on that scour part because it's fun to watch it work. It's fun to just go, like, yeah. all right, go, Honey, go. And it's like, ha, ah, ah, scour. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands, even food delivery. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. And not only have I used Honey before, not only have other allies used Honey, Amanda was like, oh yeah, Amanda was like, it's no big deal to Amanda. She was like, yeah. You mean Honey? You mean she's like, oh, boom, it's on my browser right now. I was like, all right. Just learning about this stuff. I signed up for it live during a previous ad read <laughs> on this very podcast. Because you were you were uh, stealing honey from friends. <laughs> I was using Sophia's. Yeah. I've been using it since, and it's great. <laughs> honey has found over it's over 17 million members, over two billion dollars in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. And it's literally free. installs in a few seconds. This is true. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get honey for free. How do they make money? Hmm? How do they make money? I actually don't know. (laughs) You're asking the tough questions here. (laughs) I would never recommend something I don't use. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash allies. That's joinhoney.com slash allies. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? Are we going to talk about it? Are we going to talk about bidets? We're not. You don't want random passerby looking in on you, so why would you let the people look in when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Do you have a visual? Okay. I got so confused because I'm like looking at the at the air table and I'm <laughs> like, have, wait, Tushy's not this have, week. Do you have a visual? <laughs> What's going on? Okay. <laughs> Ian checking up on me. Great. That's the thing. Bidets are great D- and so is ExpressVPN. During my ad reads, I'm unhinged. So Ian's <laughs> got to make sure. We are kind of loose. Yeah. yeah. We've had ad breaks that I've had to edit down on podcasts where I started talking about crazy stuff. 
Really? Yeah, it's like we're not even. Not when we you're around, we haven't, because you always keep me focused. That's VPN. not true. I make everything longer. Did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? And what's worse, they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN. It works on everything. Laptops, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even though they don't have ExpressVPN. Huber, you know, bravely touted it because he used it to check out Super <laughs> yeah. Mario Brothers, which we did for a spoiler mode. We've ex explicitly used it to create well, there's solid Easy Allies content. There's there, there's more to that story. He, he he slacked me in a panic. He was like, my, my DVD won't get here until Wednesday. I'm going to be late for the thing. I can't watch it. Should I not be on it or whatever? And I was like, you know, it's probably fine just by your memory or whatever, but... I don't know, yeah, maybe it's somewhere online, you know? And then he just, like, a little while went by, and then he, he just was in all caps. He was like, wait, ExpressVPN! <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, great idea. And then he watched it. The best part is, using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So, if you're like us, you believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com allies today. Use this exclusive link, expressvpn.com allies, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Damiani, game development's tough, right? It's hard. I imagine it's, it's hard one of the thinking of the game you want to do, deciding you actually want to spend money on that. We make fun of new announcements that don't look like they're going to be fun games. It's going to be terrifying. I'm going to spend millions, billions of dollars on games to launch something. What if you finally got around to making the game you launched it and somebody thought wait a minute michael damiani didn't make this game hideo kojima made this game <laughs> you're like wait no i'm not michael michael damiani and, they, they, and literally the world was like yeah, ha, ha. I wishes. i'd be like whoa <laughs> yes i know you you're hideo kojima i might feel like people had abandoned me just have it now. Hey -oh. Hey -oh. Hey -oh. That was Somebody our coverage of this game. Yes, even the developers of this game did not think that this week in the Easy Eyes podcast we'd be talking about Abandoned coming exclusively to PS5 in the quarter four 2021. This, this story goes a lot of different places. I just want to put out now that you need to get to that <laughs> gameplay trailer really quick. This trailer is literally just some VO and some footage of forests that... I guess they're in-game. I don't know. You could have easily just taken a digital camera out to the forest. And yeah, supposedly that's it looks a game really trailer. good if it's rendered. At the, yeah. yeah, at the end there, it's it's funny. They actually sell it with kind of a, a, a gamey rendered hand holding a gun. Like at the very end, you see this hand. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. When I look at the tree, I think it's real. When I look at that hand, <laughs> now it's a video game. Okay, all of it's coming together. Um, the problem is, it's a horror game coming exclusively to Sony, to the PlayStation, uh, to the PS5, uh, it, potentially at the end of this year. This came out from Blue Box Game Studios, and everybody thought this has got to be this has got to be Kojima. This feels like Kojima. There's something about this. <laughs> There's maybe a secret underneath that. And Hassan Kamaran, the game director of Blue Box Game Studios, had to come out and say specifically. And if you go to blueboxgamestudios.com/hideokojimarumors.html, <laughs> it reads. <laughs> 
our response to the Hideo Kojima rumors. We received several emails regarding the Hideo Kojima rumor. I have no association with Hideo Kojima, nor do we claim to have any association, nor is it our intention to claim such a sentiment, such a statement. We are a small group of game developers working on a passionate title we wanted to work on for a long time. We have been assisting other studios in the past with their projects, and we wanted to work on our very first big project. While it is true that we've been working on small projects in the past, we certainly didn't use that for marketing purposes. We hope that this has been clarified, and we hope to see you all in our very first gameplay reveal of Abandoned. I like that that was one of the potential Easter eggs, is that they've worked on other small things. Wait a minute, that's a classic Kojima move. Has Kojima gone too this. far? Is this, is this the, the, the studio it's that Kojima cried Kojima? Well, it, it's just been a weird Kojima rumor week, because, because Phil Spencer has, like, the... The oh. statue on his shelf. Oh, where he also has a switch on his shelf. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, uh, yeah. I don't. I like statue of what? The the Kojima, the, the Luden guy. Oh, just actually Kojima. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you know it it could be a thing. He's been known to hide things before, but I don't True. think that it necessarily means anything. You know, he's got a bunch of family photos and stuff up there too, and a big pile of controllers. It, I that think it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Just like think about the power of Kojima and specifically PT that to this day it's it's bent our reality. Like everyone <laughs> everyone suspects everything now of being Silent Hill or Kojima all the time every everything. And it's it's that's awesome. Like to to as a piece of like performance art PT is a wild success. Well, it wasn't the only time either, because uh, Phantom yeah, Pain, he did always. it too. You know, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the bandages the or bandages, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Kojima has he has a long history of this kind of thing, and it's just also like I don't think it's a, it's bad for anyone involved, right? Like blue, what is it? Blue box. Yeah. Uh, yes. They like this is great for them. Like. It's it's got more way more people talking about it and and have heard of it. Yeah, um, I, miss I mean that I'm blog sure that some sure. Pe- yeah I'm sure some people are like pissy about it, but like whatever Man. and like it just furthers Kojima's like you know weird mythos. So I don't know. I see this as being if, a good thing for everyone. Yeah, if I were them, even if there is nothing between it, I would be doing everything to just like can we throw in like one Kojima Easter egg into our game with your blessing. Right. Kojima. Well, <laughs> like, just even like a hidden voice sample somewhere, <laughs> just something in there, just to like. Well, the, take I do. I do that. worry that. I do worry that this will influence them in in a way where now they feel they have to like change the game to be like to have a bunch of hidden mysteries in it, and that wasn't part of their initial plan or something. Yeah. Even though it seems like the kind of game that would. But. Well, they they did make they did make it sound like there was you know more to be unveiled or i forget exactly but yeah the gameplay is interesting they're taking a very cinematic realistic approach and so obviously cinematic is a quality that you know kojima embodies and are they canadian i couldn't place the exact dialect of the vo because they said like anything instead of anything which i think is a canadian thing do we know where they're from it's blue box canadian that's a good question is it illegal for them to just kind of wink at this if you're blue they box games, say. just be like, oh, just lying about it. No, I don't. No, think no, I'm sorry. No, 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 lying. Who said the lie? What are you talking about? Whoa, some really strong language coming from Daniel that Bloodworth could, right now. I'm talking about lying. People. I'm talking about not talking. I'm talking about 
you know, well, hey, we're we're early in our advertising thing. You know, we'll say because did people were just talking? They didn't say anything. These are other people spreading rumors. They, 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 why why release a statement, right, Damiani? This is the, this is your dream come true, you know. And then after the fact, because I was I've been thinking about the those like Mega Man rumors. Isn't there some Mega Man Easter egg we still don't know? Like there's something in a game where they were like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, people haven't found that one Easter egg. And everyone's like, what? Well, 500 hours in this game where is it the like, Netherlands you have the Netherlands you haven't found oh. it yet where's that Easter egg memories Jones okay yeah I see he tried his ass off alright so first of all I had a game that I was honored by being mistaken my game being mistaken for a Kojima game but now I'm, I'm back in the pits because <laughs> yeah. I'm horrible memories here alright I just think, yeah, you roll with it. You, this seems like something they were like, oh, no, just this is unfortunate that this has happened. But, like, this is, you know, you've been. You put on the box marketing a game mistakenly. Yes, you got a roadmap now. <laughs> <laughs> the game's so weird. They thought Kojima. Well, what do you do if you're Kojima? <laughs> do you come and you recognize and, like, ah, I wish these wonderful people good luck with your development? Or do you. The, I mean, he could. If you're Kojima's PR, you like, do, just, no, just forget it. Just let it happen. The chill thing to do would be Kojima to be like, to reach out and be like, hey, if you, you know, we can't, we could work together if you want. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could totally but I mean, like, you know, Jeff Keeley, I can like get that. him in your game. I can get. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They're a package. I can, I can get Conan O'Brien in your both. game. I can get. I got a you lot of weird to, people. You have to do all of them. Living as we do in a post-reality reality, um, it's it's really hard to predict what things like this are gonna piss people off or be good, like for your company, right? Like people could just suddenly get mad at you for not having worked with Kojima. And it's like you didn't try to do that at all, and it just happens, you know. So that's why they have I to mean, tread lightly. I think one one bit of sympathy I always try to have, in, Ian, is like when we were talking about the E three thing. We we're like, oh, remember that 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 press release that went out, or that thing, that packet that people got. It's like E three didn't officially say that. That leaked. Can you imagine if ideas that we wanted to do but didn't leaked? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh if, yeah. Like, some of the dumb stuff that like we were about to do, and then we're, like at the last minute, we're like, "Wait, no, <laughs> it's a horrible idea." Like trash babies. Like people like, found out God, later. Like, did you know? Trash <laughs> so I, I sympathize. You don't want. There's a reason you only tell a small group of people. Like we had this crazy idea. They're like, "That's very stupid." They're like, "Then we're never doing that." Man. Great. But then yeah. people find out about it. I hope Kojima gets on stage with Keely and in his interview for his new horror game when it's announced. It's like. We were originally going to call it Trash Babies. <laughs> yeah. But this oh, group no. called Easy Allies took the name already. It was my dream name. We have worked with Kojima. We have. Legitimately. It's true. Mm -hmm. We should sell the More name. More than once, him. I think. Creatively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Literally, we have. He has to use a space mine once. <sighs> yeah. He needed somewhere to go. I, he was. <laughs> I've been on camera with him, I'm pretty he sure. He was abandoned himself, and I said, Kojima, come in for the cold. Come in. in this room here, and I was like, "Please, on this couch." Uh, now I'm feeling good, Damiani. That's nice. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but Ian, you like horror games, right? Horror, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Horror video games. Yeah. Um, Has this been confirmed to be a horror? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, just, oh, yeah, dude. Just, I just I watched the trailer, and yeah, it definitely goes. We're there, getting but. cheeky with abandoned, but just shout out to this game because I hope this stuff works out. Abandoned and not yeah, remembering how he got there, Jason Longfield finds out that he was kidnapped and brought to this forest for a dark purpose. If he's out of breath after sprinting or is af afraid, his firing accuracy will suffer. Mm -hmm. uh, unlike action shooter titles, firing weapons in Abandoned will be realistically slow. Abandoned requires you to hide and plan every shot before pulling the trigger. This would not be possible without the DualSense wireless controller. Players will feel each and every interaction during gunplay, such as being struck by a bullet. Pulling the trigger on a loaded or unloaded gun will feel different. 
that's what I was waiting for with these haptics. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. So, good luck, Abandon. And just, I'm telling you, just roll with it, man. Just that, if I, I don't know. I think that, I think their statement was made a little, a little hastily. I think they could have had some mystery, <laughs> built some mystery up there. It is horror after all. I was surprised to see a gun at the end of the first trailer. Because she talks, the VO talks mostly about, like, survival and this weird cult. Right. And so I was expecting it to be more of like a running away and hiding kind of a game, like mm-hmm. amnesia Drinking or something. people's blood. Yeah. But uh, I guess it'll be a little action, more action-y, which will be cool, too. Also this week, Arma 3 is getting a massive DLC based on the Vietnam War called SOG Prairie Fire. It has a map that is 300 kilometers in size. This is, it's oh. like its own game. This is just not, like, you have to have Arma 3 in mm-hmm. order to get the DLC. But, uh, and they have a lot of involvement from the community. So this is a, a, a pretty group, group of people putting that together. Rachel Valkyrie Hofstetter, 2020's Trending Gamer uh, at the Game Awards, is now part owner of 100 Thieves. She bought it with Courage. And, oh. um, but yeah, co-owner, uh, a female gamer, female uh, YouTube, popular YouTube streamer, co-owns one of the bigger esports companies. Um, so... That feels good. Very cool. Yeah. Um, nice power move. Ryan Cohen, co-founder of Chewy. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Chewy. The we pet Chewy. Chewy store? The pet oh, thing? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. We'll become Absolutely. the chairman of GameStop in June. Uh-oh. What, what oh, would whoa. you What would you rather do? Be the co-founder of Chewy or the chairman of GameStop? <laughs> right. Co-founder I don't, Chewy. It doesn't seem like a maybe. step yeah. up. The former, yeah. 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 yeah it's rhetorical, seem... but yeah. Wasn't Reggie doing something with them, too? Yeah, he's, but he's leaving the board. He's bailing. For some yeah. reason, I get I get an impression of, like, the beginning of Jedi Fallen Order. You know, like, Junkers. You know, like, getting a ship that's just a stranded at sea, and you bring it into a much bigger ship, and then you just, like, literally tear the parts out. I just imagine, like, all these guys with, like, grease and overalls, crazy sci-fi names, couple alien races, all just descending on GameStop. And just... <laughs> Like we know Honestly, we can make money here. Yeah, they want to get to that cryo engine, that experimental oh, yeah. documentary called The Last GameStop. Some teleportation. <laughs> I honestly don't know how you save GameStop. I, I just don't know. Damian, uh, the last GameStop.com right now. Can you go, go by that? Oh. Uh, Metroid Prime has a 2D fan remake that is 100% yeah. going to get shut down. Why are they, of all things, it's one thing to make a fan game, but like Metroid, like infamously, what is it with Metroid that like people just gotta Passionate make their own fans, games? Man, they're they just gonna really, get destroyed. They want Because Nintendo love. doesn't put out yeah, real ones. Nintendo doesn't put enough like, Metroid stuff. I do think Nintendo's in this crazy. situation, real quick, specifically, it's called Prime 2D, so mm-hmm. it's not even, doesn't have Metroid in title, but it does completely look like Samus and everything. I think they this is something actually they could change the asset work a little bit, and it could be an original game. I do. I do think it is. There's enough here that it could be something else and still be equally impressive because that demo was the video I watched of it was pretty cool to look. At. Like oh, I've I, heard it was really. Good. I think once you're in the crosshairs, it's <laughs> it's over. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, update us, please. I mean, I'm curious how that's how that's going to work out for them because that looks fascinating. And of course, when you transfer something like that to a different uh, style of game. Uh, I'm way down. Edge of Eternity is finally releasing on PC on June 8th. Consoles in the fall. Um, Blood, you wanted to bring this to people's attention because this is one of those games you can kind of think, like, is it isn't that out? It's just one of those things that's been on the periphery for years. I saw know, the font. I saw the logo. It was yeah. like, yeah, I thought that was the thing. Yeah, they're very much, they're French developer, uh, but making a JRPG. Uh, but uh, Yasunori Mitsuda's worked on some of the soundtrack. They've had it in early access for years now, and yeah, basically they're adding on the last 20 hours of the game and putting it out uh, officially, and they've had a lot of traction. I think it might have even uh, Kickstarter originally. 
um, and then come into consoles, uh, I think, later this year as well. Just want to enjoy this moment before I say the next sentence. A speedboat chase in Hong Kong ended in the seizure of hundreds of smuggled NVIDIA cards. <laughs> That's where they all went. Now, I want to point out. I mean, they're just getting started. You think that was it? This, <laughs> right. is, this is just the first film in the series. It's actually the sequel, because last week, it probably was not at all the same people, but I like to think that this is the same people that took down that that uh, cheating ring and all those fancy cars, like all those... There is oh, yeah. there is this Fast and the Furious live-action reality cops Chinese police show that's coming into focus here. Yeah. <laughs> that I think somebody's going to take advantage of. It might as well be us, but I don't know if that's We've something. We've got two episodes already. We can here. invest like, in. This is Man. Fantastic. I am, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't. Hong Kong. I can't wait to see what you do next. Resident Evil Village will have another showcase on April 15th. Yes. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 is getting a DLC chapter yeah. called Mr. X Nightmare. New character, new modes, new cool stuff. Um, Yay. Street Street. Do we know Street Fighter 4 was getting DLC? All the times that Huber was talking about it, did he know this for certain? Huber probably this... did. I, uh, I want to say we knew something was co- cooking. Well, there's but... a lot in that game. They kind of threw yeah. the kitchen sink at it. So that's cool that they got more stuff. Uh, a Streets of Rage thing called Mr. X. is like kind of interesting. Huber. There's just this Huber, 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 Huber. Deathloop has been delayed to September 14th. Um, even bigger news no than surprise. that. I'm just going to kind of breeze right past that. And get straight to four new Smurf adaptations are coming from Microids and Imps, which is apparently the Smurfs world license holder. Four. Yeah. On top of the one that's already coming out this year. So that's now, the fifth. I'm yeah. sure Games that's like one of those is mobile, one of those is on Stadia, one of the, you know, there's going to be some weird kind of split up between those things. But I like to think of it kind of like an avatar situation where these are like four AAA Smurf video game experiences that they are writing the lore for. But they they said because the one that's already been announced is is sounds like it's a 3D platformer. Yes. But they said that the others are going to be different genres. So holy cow! Smurf probably going to get a kart racer. We have to Smurf's have Smurfs video game universe. Here. There's always going to be a kart racer, right? Smurf and like a match three game. Yeah. <laughs> Smurf 99. The one is Gargamel. Oh, there we go. 99 Smurfs trying to kill him. Uh, and we got updates on Path of Exile 2 and Ultimatum. This is a whole laundry list, a huge big list of uh, cool updates to both of those games. Um, but that happened in case those were on your radar and you want to check those out. Yeah, Ben's psyched. Ben is psyched. Kristen is psyched. Kristen is psyched. It is time for Love and Respect. Love, Love and Respect. respect. From Rahul Misal, my brother used to love Nintendo. He had an N64, his favorites were Ocarina of Time and Smash, but in recent years, he only ever plays COD. I tried showing him Breath of the Wild. He told me that there were too many armor options and the map was too big. Imagine my frustration. My question is, do you think that there's any hope for this type of COD-only player to get back into single-player experiences? <laughs> if so, what games or new marketing mm. do you think it would take? Love and respect, Rahul. Have you ever felt this way? Is there any anybody that you just really just get in this genre, please? And they just—I mean, I've been trying to get Huber to watch Patriot for so long, we had to make a fundraising. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you know what I have just realized? Tool to use. Yeah. Uh, this is this is from before the question, so sorry for the interruption, but I just realized: is the Diablo 2 Alpha going out like 
Was that a competitive move? Was that an attempt to like just squash like some of this Path of Exile news? Like, Harsh. That's the closest like one to one this game versus that game. Yeah. Man. Huh. So everyone's supposed to be talking about Path of Exile and everyone's watching that to I, Diablo 2 up I instead. I think probably Blizzard. not. Like both things would take so long to get moving, but maybe the timing, yeah, yeah. maybe. Blizzard's giggling. I don't know if they slam dunked that, but yeah. But anyways, um, um, yeah, like I, it's like, I, like I could maybe think of like, okay, you could get like a, a COD player to like maybe get them to check out Splatoon or something. But if you're talking about going to not another multiplayer game, but a single player game, that's tricky. And especially if like the map's too big, like okay, so you want a single player game that's a little? Do you want a short game? Do you want a linear game? Like what do you want? Yeah, it doesn't specifically bring up. Why Breath of the Wild, if it's the Zelda franchise? Mm-hmm. You said you used to love Nintendo, so I don't know if it's like got to be a Nintendo-specific thing. Well, yeah, he said Zelda uh, specifically, yeah. yeah. Mentioned Smash, I mean, the, what if there's like fantasy the multiplayer games? Play what you want to play, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like people's attitudes change over that's their the, lives. That's the problem with Fable Legends, man. We lost it, and it would have been such a wonderful gateway for so many competitive action players to then find fantasy. And then, you know, who knows from there? Zelda, anime, there's so many other places they can go just not that many options you could try to get this guy into valheim or not not well valheim or uh, i meant to say vermintide but maybe valheim too but mm. that's not on the switch mm. mm-hmm. yeah, Ooh. But vermintide is a fantasy competitive game holy cow mm-hmm. i was gonna call this a lost cause but that's actually not a terrible idea as a stepping stone <laughs> yeah i just i'm still not sure how that translates to going to something that's more right. single player right yeah. I mean, really, like... Doom. The, Doom would be a good call. Doom, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the story that'll get the hooks in, right? Or, like, a gameplay thing. Well, like, from right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, like, is Doom is, like... Missing? You know, like, what is he Yeah, feel? Doom pushes you enough that I think that, you know, like, you know, it's more akin to, like, the skill level of a multiplayer gamer. Well, but what's our goal here? To get this person onto the Switch or just to get them to play something right. other than COD, it, anything? Is Rahul yeah. missing the conversation? Like, is that, I wonder? You know, it's just like, what if, what if like, he got his he got his wish and he was like, hey, so, you know, remember I just got went on vacation. I played Breath of the Wild when I was gone. It's like, you did, really? And like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, do you like it? It's like, yeah, it's cool. He's like, nice. Like, is that <laughs> the end of it? Or like, what? You know, are you going to demand reports like every hour as he's playing through it? Like, it's interesting. It's usually the opposite. It's like, oh, you play single player games and I'm over here playing Overwatch. Come on over and we can play games together. It's like, I want you to stop playing those games with all those people I don't know and start playing games with yourself. That's <laughs> a funny request. But, uh, and I just do, oof, I don't know. I think, you know, there's only so many hours in the day pulling people away from the genres that they love. Resident Evil. Tough to prospect. Resident Evil would be Get good. through it quick. Mm. There's a lot of like, replayability challenge in there uh yeah that could be good for a for a switch specific multiplayer experience monster hunter rise might offer some of this similar kind of right but that's the thing again that's the question it's like are we going to nintendo or are we going to single player like what is the shift that we're looking for i think we have some good tips i feel confident it's more than i try them all and then if all that fails just show him cause playing his little accordion on a rock right in Breath of the Wild, and if that doesn't melt the heart, I don't yeah. know what will. Next week. Oh, I have an update here from Rahul Masal. None of that worked. Great. Okay. Yeah, great. Okay, good, good. Yeah, it might okay. take a couple Trials. weeks. Let us know. Let us know. Trials Fusion. Trials. <laughs> Dude, actually, that's that's a good that's a good suggestion. 
Patrick Held, a.k.a. Darkened Clouds in chat, says, Hope you're, all of you are well. This is the first time I've submitted to Love and Respect, longtime patron, first-time contributor. Thanks. Hi. Mainly because I haven't normally got much to say. This week marks exactly a year since I caught COVID. I'm a primary school teacher oh, wow. from the UK and most likely caught it at school. I ended up getting long COVID. Ugh. And whilst I don't want to go into the ins and outs of it, I've been sick from work for the 10 of the last 12 months. Only oh just recently God. coming back to work the last month. During that time, I was often too ill to play games. But as I started to get better, I reverted to playing my quote-unquote comfort game, which for me has always been Age of Empires 2. Incidentally, this has a thriving nice. online community right now with the launch of the Definitive Edition at the end of 2019. It helped me through some pretty dark times in the last year when I thought I would never get better. My question to the panel is this. What is your comfort game that you revert to when things get a little tough? Which game soothes all that ails you? Which I think is a conversation that we have had every now and then on this podcast, but I think is always fun to bring up again, just in case people are looking for this. Obviously Animal Crossing, but uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Always just, mm, mm, it's like warm oatmeal. Mm. I'm trying to think, like, I'm not sure I game when I need comfort. Or, no, that's not true. I think... I play things with my friends, so I think it would be... Right now, it would be Monster Hunter or Valheim. Uh, probably. But, like, comforting games are, like, missed. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because I don't think I have, like, anything that's particularly like that. You know, I mean, I, there would definitely be games that sort of fill that role, um, you know... But I'm not, not things that like I go back to, over the years necessarily. Like when I played Breath of the Wild, you know, it was like I knew going into that game, it's like, all right, I'm still gonna be playing this game, like at Christmas, you know, because mm -hmm. this is huge, and I just want to sink in every bit of it, and so I'm just gonna explore everything I can. Um, and then, you know, like Fall Guys was kind of that for a bit last year. Hades is a game that like I wasn't in any rush to try to get to the end. I just like you know after every couple other games like oh yeah I'll play Hades a little bit more. Um, but yeah, definitely like some JRPGs like East Nine. I just finished and that kind of fills that role. Like that just felt like a comfort food kind of game. I actually haven't talked about this with Damiani and I got him on the show. Damiani, have you checked out any of the Immortals uh, DLC? The two ones that they added. The Chinese hmm. one is pretty cool. It's pretty fun. I have not. I liked it when he looked out and was like, here's the whole realm. And it was like two mountains. I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, like, I'll do it. He sold. If it was three mountains, I don't know. But it's just small enough of a map. It's just it's kind of like, you know, 25% of the original game, 25, 30%. So like, yeah, sure, I'll run around to do that. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up. Because I know it was the last question. But I've always, I, I have kind of in the past suggested that maybe a smaller map for Zelda actually might be more beneficial. Mm. Uh, the map was maybe too big. So, you know, probably why also Breath of the Wild is like, would never qualify as like a comfort game. That game is like right. anxiety for me as <laughs> playing for that game. It's just like taking, it's so big and so much to do. It just like, it's why, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of, in the boat where I don't play games for that type of comfort, uh, like peace of mind or recovery or downtime, that's just not where my mind goes when I play video games. I mean, my when like I'm in a bad mood or whatever, it's like straight up. It's just I go, I go in, I, I either 
nicely nudge one of my kitties to come get in bed with me and just like cuddle and like put on my phone and either like listening to like soothing music or I watch a you know a show usually like an animated show just to like Mm. you know takes your mind off everything and then like that if it and if it's like I mean my you know maybe too much information but like the 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 most hardcore thing I'll do if like things are like emotional wreck is like I just go into a shower like I will just go into a shower for like 30 minutes and like do my thing in there and then like get out and be like all right I feel much better like you know whatever I needed to do like you know cry it out or whatever it's like done you know I I feel better I I I like have a level like I, I my head is in a better space here I don't feel like I'm going to do something very bad. Like, I'm not going to react badly to stuff right now. So I can go back and, like, function, you know, a little bit more level-headed. It's, like, the thing I always do. Because I think when I was younger, I used to always just, like, nope, someone said something bad about me. Well, time to, like, just destroy this person online. Let's go. Angriest <laughs> comments, let's go. I'm going to, like, flame you back. It's, like, 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 that goes nowhere, man. So it's, like, now it's, like, something I read that, like, actually gets to me. It's, like, all right, I'm off for a little bit. You know, I'm just going to take a break. And, like, going, I think the thing is, usually the stuff is related to games, where this is coming from, so I don't want to be right. thinking about video sure. games while I'm doing that. So I guess it's tied to my job. If I wasn't doing this, maybe I would have better answers for you about which right. games are my comfort games, yeah. Well, that's why, like, you're totally right, because it is our job, and that makes me realize, like, the comfort games I play are, like, flip-flop plus solitaire on my phone. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. The, the I, I don't have my game stuff sim with me. game. Uh, what's the thing? You were the airship. You're building the airship city. Put a couple oh, yeah. hours into Airborne that. Kingdom. Yeah, I, I I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna. Like, I'm. I got it. I got true. a good amount. The, the two hours I put into it, I was like, this is what I wanted. They're, Thank you. They're adding a sandbox or added a sandbox mode, mm. which is something that Don and I had said on our stream. I was like, man, I wish they had a sandbox mode so you didn't have to worry about like resources and stuff. And they added it. Nice. I don't want to say it was because of us. <laughs> <laughs> but totally I'm because of think you. Maybe it was. Hey, <laughs> Hoot Hero's pretty cozy. I will, I will definitely say that Sekiro is not a comforting game. No. Because I was playing that while I was home with my dad oh, while he was no. on hospice. Not a good idea. Not, yeah, it's just a challenge. Uh, I would like to be challenged. Soul Calibur 6, though, every minute was, of day. was pretty chill. Like mm. making characters and just kind of like. Because the stakes are just no stakes. Yeah, you know? that's good. I was on the verge of saying maybe FTL. But there are those rare times where, like, <laughs> shit goes wrong in the worst way, even despite everything. And I, it actually will, like, tilt me. And I'm like, okay, this, this backfired spectacularly. I'm Loop out. Hero. <laughs> Loop Hero's been good for that lately. Oh, Loop Hero. No, Loop that Hero's was just saying, chill. yeah. That, uh, yeah. Because it's, yeah. You, you're invested, but it's not, the stakes aren't so high that everything yeah, you goes never south. Really it's kind of fun to watch. That like, much, yeah. Even a bad run, it's like, okay, yeah. I got some resources. Go back out there. Takes a while, at least playing it. Like they get, they sent it to us like months before that game came out. So I think maybe they changed some stuff since I've played it. But like earning enough resources to unlock some of that stuff took a long time. It does. Yeah. It took it, a f- you haven't like beat Loop Hero, have you, Blood? No, I haven't. Yeah, I'm not sure if anybody's going to pull that off. I like, I like, discernedly, like, kind of wanted to do it. I'm like, I'm going to focus on this, and I kind just, I've, I've looped a lot. I've done a lot of loops. It was. <laughs> I think I'm okay. It was funny. I saw. I don't I don't remember the game, which is good because maybe it's not even out yet. But in the in a press release for a game that we got a code for, it said like at the very end, it just said this game has an ending. Yeah, just and I was just like, know. all right. Sometimes that's good, good. to know. Stick to you it. know? <laughs> sometimes that's very good to know. 
Shout out to Damiani. Shout out to South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I remember it was around like an E3 or some big event, like an anniversary or something. I was so stressed out. And I remember like before I went to bed, I'm like, I just got to clean stuff up in my garage and I am just losing it. And like, I need something to turn me around. And then, you know, whatever running time is, an hour, 30 minutes, I went from stress to laughing and having a good time. I was like, thank you, movie, for doing what you're supposed to do. (laughs) You're making me forget about things for a little bit. From Andres Newcomb, a game. Guess the review by the YouTube description. Hello, allies. This is an old game that I loved. Shout out to whoever came up with it. I can't remember it. Basically, I'll post the YouTube description of a reviewed game from Easy Allies from the last year or so. I'll censor some terms that might give it away, and you guys shall guess what the game it's guess what game it's about. This is really the Daniel Bloodworth game. You really this should get fun. all of yeah, these. This is cool. no I should. What. Well, I, I <laughs> guess all of these did pass through. Your eyeballs. Every Maybe time these the things come up, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. It's like you know, well, you if you do get them all right them. away, give, give us a shot Let at see. it. Oh, no. <laughs> I think there's like a couple. There's not many Damiani joints in here, so I think it's like maybe a couple, though. We'll see. Uh, cheers from Spain, Andres. Thank you. <clears throat> Number one, blending the old with the new. Blank lets you relive the classic blank adventure with new enhancements that give you a taste of open world platforming with its new campaign. Blank lets you relive the classic Blank adventure with new enhancements. This is Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. It's the most recent one. It's a little easy. Kicking yeah. it off. Yeah. There you go. So just double checking in my head. Damiani knows like, his It's funny work. because I, I I was guessing Damiani, so at least yeah, it was, was in like the right vein there. Up, yeah. Well, you said, well, yeah. When he said the open world platforming, I was like, oh, Bowser's Fury is the only open world platform. Oh, yeah. It is this one, isn't it? Yeah. Number two. Blank goes beyond being a simple homage and carves out its own identity in glorious fashion. That's Brad. Just because you recognize Brad's description style? <laughs> you yeah. know it's Brad. Like I, you I, know I, it I, it's Brad. <laughs> Which game is it? That's, <laughs> that's, that's um, carves. I want to say it's like a... Um, it's like one. It's one of those Metroidvanias or something. I mm. think. But I'm trying to remember. Carves out its identity. Oh, is it? Um, Carves out. It's just on the tip of my tongue. Cyber Shadow. Cyber Shadow. Oh. <laughs> the glitz and glamour of Blank unfortunately doesn't cover up its rampant bug infestation. That sounds like Hubert. <laughs> no. I remember you chuckling at this one, Blood. I think I could call this one. I remember this one coming through the pipe. But um, Seems like Ben. That was Ben. Ben, ben played yeah. a game, reviewed it in the last year, had a lot of bugs. Uh, had a lot of bugs. <laughs> had a lot of bugs. But it's not Fallout, because no, that no, would be no, too no, far no, back. No, no. No, uh, cyberpunk. Old. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, blank features a gorgeous, massive environment and lets you explore it in whatever direction you desire, but the emotional highs are achieved more frequently from traveling through its world than taking in its story. Is that it a feels Huber? like... Curious if you can call who, who wrote that, Blood. Because it definitely does have the characteristics of that reviewer. Sounds like Brandon. Yeah, that's me. Because <laughs> it's long. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was YouTube. I, say, I, write, yeah, I write big meaty sentences sweaty. from my YouTube yeah, description. That's Watch Dogs it. Legion. It's Pathless. Pathless. Oh, Which is a game I feel bad about saying anything bad about because it is. Uh, it is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Could be a comfort game for you. Blank is one of the finest examples of a remake out there, thanks to its stunning visuals, great music, and numerous quality of life improvements. 
within the last Xenoblade year. Xenoblade Chronicles. Could be Link's Awakening. No. Neither. No. You were more excited about this than Link's Awakening, Ian. Finest oh, examples of a remake. Demon Souls. Oh, Demon Souls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. Blank is bursting at the seams with things to do and goes out of its way to make so much of it worth doing. That's Ben. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> bursting at the seams. Um, with things to do. It's a game with a story, but there's a lot of other things outside the story that you can do. Did I cut this The one? franchise like likes I... to do that a lot, where you have the story, but that there's all these other things, too. All this stuff on the side there. You're playing the story, but you're like, I want to do all this other stuff, too. Fun things. Mini game stuff, maybe. Some of it involving chickens. Yakuza like a dragon. Number seven. Uh, <laughs> of course. Of course. Blank yeah, my arrives. problem is I'm like forgetting like what games came out in the last year. I was like, what? Ben oh, also reviews a lot of games, I so it's tricky. I did forget that, I think. Or I um, did cut that, I think. <laughs> Blank arrives just in time for Halloween to scare the crap out of you. Exclamation point. <laughs> I remember that, but I don't... Is that humor? <laughs> that is probably... I think that's humor. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. What horror game came out right... Uh, just in time for Halloween to scare the crap out of you. Oh, it's one we... Crap, I can't uh, Amnesia. It's- yeah, it's Amnesia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blank is a faithful remake of an underappreciated gem. That sounds like Damiani and Xenoblade. No, now. who, who would no? say unappreciated? Who out of the allies would probably be championing some game by calling it unappreciated? Huber. Yes. So what was a remake? What's a, So we got the, the, the Brad so Resident Evil 3 then? Um, there are some other remakes that he was really into. This is a remake. They completely redid cast the voices the world and everything not resident evil not resident evil hubert got a, a fair amount of remakes recently lucky guy oh my god mafia yeah, my brain definitive goes edition oh of course mafia oh sure 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 blank presents an intensely gripping narrative told with stunning visuals an intensely gripping narrative Last of Us 2? It's a good narrative. Maybe the best. Is Last of Us 2? Maybe the the best narrative of 2020. Final Fantasy VII Remake? No, this is 13 Sentinels. There we go. Oh, yeah, of course. An actually good story. (laughs) (laughs) Blank. Blank does everything it can and ends up being Superman. What? What? (laughs) That's fake. No, I'm curious if you can get it. What Blank does everything it can... And ends up being Superman. I don't actually don't remember this one. Ends it's a being, licensed it music Superman? joke, I believe. Oh, so that Superman is Ben. One word. Um, or it could be a skateboarding joke. It's Tony Hawk. But I oh, don't, Tony, uh, Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is, oh, of course, because that song is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Blank is a hard game to pin down, being both a mess and wonderful at the same time. <laughs> Sounds like Huber. Brad. Uh, hard bread. to pin down is a Benism, so that's Ben. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Being both a mess and wonderful at the same time. Ian, you have some experience with this game, with the franchise, really. You've streamed a fair bit of it, and both games oh, in this franchise are both a mess and wonderful. Oh, deadly at the same premonition! Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I cut that review. An intriguing and promising premise isn't enough to keep blank from feeling like empty calories. It's a game where you eat a lot of things. Number 13 is, blank wonderfully captures the feeling of being a ferocious killing machine. Which is which? (laughs) (laughs) Both. Because I know you might be thinking one game. You eat a lot of things, but this is a different game. 
where you eat man-eater? a lot of things. That's one yeah, of them. Man-e- that's, man-e- that's number thirteen. Bread. Maneater's the second one. An intriguing and promising premise premise isn't enough to keep blank from feeling like empty calories. That is what Tom Carrion. Uh, which is Huber, I believe, yeah. right? Both Huber, yeah. Right. Or, or yeah, Carrion was Huber. And finally, blank lets you grapple with the end of the world and wear silly hats. That's the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. nailed it. Wear silly hats. On, end of the world, silly hats. Blank lets you grapple with the end of the world and wear silly hats. You wrote this, bud. Oh, I wrote this. You wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. I'm pretty sure you reviewed this. Blood likes the word God, silly. Silly hats, man. It's only been a year. Silly hats. I can't remember oh. any video game. Oh. Oh. I'll know it as soon as it's set. What's that? Kunai. 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 Oh. Yeah. But you reviewed, right? Yeah. Then abruptly forgot. <laughs> My goodness. It's <laughs> a cool game. I forgot about the hat bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a long time. It's been a long, long year. Brutal. From Alexander Zirionov, last week without any prior or even post-factum announcement, the price tag of both PlayStation 5 versions was raised by $40 in Russia. To make things worse, Sony also canceled pre-orders that were made in their official store, including those that were made last year. So those who decided to order PS5 directly from Sony were patiently waiting for months for their turn are now forced to start from square one and pay extra. Uh, I don't have any questions for the panel. I just wanted to bring attention to this because I think that such treatment of your most loyal fan base is unacceptable. Yeah, that sucks. I would agree. That's terrible. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I am here to report on all of these things that don't make sense. customer service. That's that. (laughs) For the government? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For they've Sony. Done they've, they've done some other bands and stuff that are no good lately, too. PSP owners. Russians. Sony's got it out. It's time for bets. This week's oh. bet. Season 2 of, Seas of Sea of Thieves. Seasons of Thieveses. Launches Whoa. on April 15th. That's a week from today. It's a new one that Ian's trying out. Ian's, yeah. Ian's got, got him freckles in. and PS1 hair. There's like a different, there's like a sheen. Yeah, there's hair. One hair. Yeah. Nah, this that's PS2 hair. And sparkles and stars. Oh my goodness. Ain't okay. no way you're getting anything close to that on PS1. Um, Ian's not distracting me at all with that. At April 15th, see if the season two of Sea of Thieves launches, the day that we record the next episode of this podcast. At that time, what rank will it hold on Twitch's browse page? Go to Twitch, click on browse, it's everywhere. all the games people are streaming. Now, how many people will be streaming and what rank will it have? It was around mid-30s today, but I checked before the podcast. Ian, what's that number going to be? Third. It's going to be third? Mm. Third. Wow. Damiani, where's Sea of Thieves ending up? That's season two there. First. First. Oh, first. Whoa. Ahead of just chatting. I thought I was getting the low. Whoa. Blood. I don't know what blood score is going to be. What the heck? 17th. Yeah, 25th, man. Wow. Good boost, but not a huge boost. I just boost. wanted the low. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Or the high, depending on how you think about it. That's, yeah, that's the high. Yeah. Well, I guess. Whatever. Uh, next week's bet, or the, uh, sorry, last week's bet was Oddworld Soulstorm, which launched on April 6th for the PC, PS4, and PS5 two days ago. Uh, I wanted to know when we're recording this podcast right now, how many outlets will have submitted an official review according to Open Critic. Ian Hink said 54. Ben Moore said 34. He said 26. And he crossed it out and picked 34. Daniel Bloodworth said 42. I said 22. Nothing against 
Oddworld Soulstorm. According to Open Critic, three different outlets have reviewed that game. Wait, really? According to Metacritic, it's four. And it came out oh, two wait, days is ago. Is that on a specific platform? That's weird. Um, because yeah, they split it up. If out you go to platform. Metacritic, PS5 is the only platform that comes up. And if you go to uh, Open Critic, they don't specify by platform. It says available on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And there are three wow. reviews. So uh, strange. VJC is the review that Open Critic does not reference on Metacritic, but again, and Game Informer posted something, but they said that their review is in progress. So they just didn't send that game out early. I guess not. Um, or just like people just don't care about Oddworld. Let's not get no, there. Let's not get into that. People would have done that. I it's, know for sure yeah. people care about Oddworld. They are definitely in our in our comments letting us know about that Oddworld. I wasn't but. stating that people don't care. I was just positing a theory that maybe that's why. Shocking. That is amazing. I'm really surprised. Even more shocking was that at 22 I won that bet. Oh, with the low score. Second um. point. <laughs> Is that your nice. second point that, this year? Okay, I was feeling good for a second there, all right? <laughs> I was about to announce the scores. I had a nice little morale boost. The blood just oh, no. took me out. Tony jawed you. Bring in our scores, too. Jovial Penguins, eight. Bladder control. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from Damiani. Vociferous Beavers, seven. Yeah. I'm getting it. Catching up. Yeah, I'm going to end this podcast. But first, I'm going to tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. No, you're not. I'm not. What? Oh, what? Excuse me? What happened? Was something happened? Is there news dropping? What's going on? Penguin. I get to say my penguin line. Oh, man. <laughs> the world's got to wait. Oh, how much more doth beauty beauteous seem by this sweet egg, which we have scrambled for. We're the best team, dude. <laughs> All right. This seems like a really appropriate time to let you know that patreon.com slash the allies is the backbone of this operation, okay? You've listened to this podcast. you got a sense of what it's like around here. Patreon's holding us up. Without Patreon, we'd be in deep trouble. Uh, without Patreon, <laughs> certainly we would not be have been able to pull off this crazy thing for five years now. We are now in year six of operation. We just had a very fun anniversary event at the end of last month. And uh, it was not only during that event, event, it was not only in this year, the past five years, we've had a lot of support from our patrons. Uh, and they get a lot of fun stuff for it. If you go to patreon.com slash easyallies, you can find a lot of exclusive fun new things that we've added, a soundtrack club for Bloodworth to uh, chart fun soundtracks that happen throughout the year. You can join that club and talk to Blood about these soundtracks um, and uh, financially support the allies so we can get to do more content, we can get to do more fun things uh, and be good to our wonderful patrons, our top patrons financially. They're all patrons that we love, but we're just, just breaking down raw numbers. The very, very top are at a thing we call the shout-out tier. I'm going to shout them out, and my fellow panelists and co-moderator are going to help me do it. Blood, uh, Ian, you're going first. I'm going after you. Blood, you're going number three. And Damiana, you are going fourth. Shout-out to Alex AI, Caleb Togi Crawford, Edgar So I'm a Spider So What, El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Nick, Sage Mode Q, and Stephen Thomason. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out. Shout I won the podcast. I get to promote any Easy Eyes <laughs> video I want to promote. I get the final word on anything I disagree with, want to reiterate, or just popped into my head. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign off. Oh.
boy. Um, the, I, I got a new show. I'm glad I got the one win yeah. throughout the run of Mindful Games. This is a new show uh, that I've been doing every week. Um, there are many parts to it. There's Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, you can check out. Well, I'm pitching the show. Really, just the last episode that is now public. You can check us on Abzu. Uh, fun writing text about a review that has no dialogue. It's fun to just kind of like throw all of your thoughts out there. But it's got it. There's a game. There's a little three-minute chill part at the end of sound effects and music that you can watch to relax. If you want to even go further than that on Twitch, you can see this is in the description, so it feels okay to mention it. You can go to mm -hmm. Easy Allies Plays, watch my guided meditation that I did on each game. I'm doing that every week. Three more weeks left. Next week is Spirit Fair, which you can check out early access on patreon.com slash Easy Allies right now. Uh, stoked, actually. Was kind of hoping to win. Maybe this episode or maybe one coming up. Ian doing his best to distract our viewers, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you back <laughs> over here. You don't want to go over there. You want to come back this way because I'm gonna shout out my wonderful wife with my with my final word that I can say because she booked a gig, baby, and it's out, and I can finally talk about these things. And I don't get to talk about them because she books stuff and it takes forever to come out. Amanda read a book in a series yeah. called Twisted Tales that uh, are like what ifs for Disney animated films, and the book that she read was uh, Meg from. Hercules, it's a what if story. What if Meg uh, had to become a god? And what are the trials that she would have to do to become a god just like Hercules? And she narrates the whole darn thing. She does Phil. She does all the, the voices of wow. everybody in Hercules, uh, including Meg. Uh, and because of the pandemic, recorded that one at home. So again, shout out to Patreon Very for cool. making these things possible uh, that we have been able to do our VO gig uh, from home. And she booked that. And I'm hella proud of her. So I know two plugs. There's my silly show. But if you want, you know, just to. to you can go check out that series. You can go check out Amanda's version. I think it's like seven and a half hours. Go give it a listen. Cheers. So, like, this leads to more views down the road, man. This is a win for everybody. Kristen is psyched. <laughs>